You alone, groupie, and you enjoy your run. Back to take it easy, you're shooting a frag gun. Whatever your ability is, it's a place to be. So welcome to the world that finds that run community. If you're 17, 25, push it in your tail. Come along, join us, this is the place for you. Welcome to the world that finds that run community. Welcome to the world that finds that run community. Matthew. Hello. You hello. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> oh no! You caught me off guard. You caught me you off got... guard. You, you, you initially said, "How am I going to start this?" and then you just went, "Matthew." <laughs> <laughs> did you get Did you get confused between whether to say yes or hello? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> you ended up with yeah, hello. Um, from now on, that's how you have to greet everybody. Um, uh, Matt. Uh, it's the penultimate stop on the road to 100. It is. It is number 99. 99. 99. Well, how have we got? How have we got? How have we got to almost 100? How? I don't know. Just perseverance and a general ignorance mm. to public opinion. There's like there's, there's like 98 episodes of pure brilliance that we've created over these last what two years. At brilliance, artistic. Yeah, section. Exactly. Mm. You lucky, lucky lot. <laughs> you lucky. If you're still here, well, you sometimes you've got to look inwardly, haven't you, as to what the problem is. If you, if you, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, welcome to series eight, episode fifteen, and coincidentally, episode ninety-nine altogether. The What the Fartley podcast. My name is Rob, and I am Matt. And yes, I think that yeah, if you're still listening, then thank you. I mean, don't stop. Yeah. I'm not. Tr- I don't. I don't want to insult you, but I've got to question your own sanity a little bit, haven't you? If you're still still sticking with our ramblings mm-hmm. two years later, um, over two years later, nonetheless. But it's an action-packed show in the penultimate yeah. episode on the road to 100. Matt, why don't you tell everyone what, what's coming up today? Yeah, packed show as usual. Uh, how's your week in running? Uh, both me and Rob are going to talk about that again. Uh, again, it's. Nothing much in that. Um, a great chat, probably one of my favourites this series, uh, with Jack Miller, owner, founder, creator of Pocket Apparel. Uh, I know our Fart Like Family uh, guys and girls love their their gear, um, and, and I know Donna does as well. So it's it's a great, good to get a great insight into what he does and how he was created. Uh, part on chats with Ben and Emma um, as they go international again. They're always on the travels them too. Uh, raw calls at the end and then the thank yous and I do believe I had a quick sneak into the inbox I do believe there might be a little a little wildy nation story oh well. yes there might be a little wildy nation story. Mm. I was going I was hoping to surprise you with it because I know how excited you get about it um, <laughs> yeah uh, but it's uh, but no uh, somebody came in today and a fairly new face from a fart like family perspective mm. uh, a chap called ash uh give ash a follow he didn't mind me sharing his details didn't want to stay anonymous <laughs> like some do uh, dr underscore ash underscore c underscore on the old instagram do your thing fart like family i want to see his follower numbers increase massively even if it's just to say i listened to your story about pooing um <laughs> on the what the fart like podcast if you don't know if you're new to the podcast as 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 ash is actually um he's only started listening to this series but uh, we did a couple at the start of the series but just to clarify the wildy nation is a bespoke bunch uh, there's no certificate. Um, it's a very special club to be a part of, uh, a subdivision of the Fartlek family, if you mm. will. Um, it is only uh, accessible to those who have 
relieved the bowels <laughs> whilst out in public on a run. And second condition are daft enough to let us talk about it and tell people on this podcast, right? <laughs> that is how you get into the Wildy Nation. Um, and for some reason, our new friend Ash has decided that that's exactly what he wants to do. So welcome, welcome, welcome. You and may is, not... Go on, sorry, is, mate. Is he, is he actually a doctor as well? I, I imagine so. I, what did, Mate, doctor's poo. Like, I, I don't know what you, like... Doctor's poo. They're no, just like but, no I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just understanding because obviously he's a doctor. He knows how important it is to, to relieve yourself when the urge comes. So I, I get it. I, I get it. You know what I mean? It's, what are you talking about? He knows the medical implications. Because, because he's a doctor, he knows when to poo. No, he knows the medical imp- implications of holding your poo in when you, you know, when you. This when you is death. nonsense. This is absolute hot garbage. <laughs> Shut up, right? Um, and let me get on with it. So um, Ash has sent us his story. Uh, welcome to the Wildy Nation, sir. We will formally induct you after I've read it. You are joining such dignitaries as me, uh, Matt, mm-hmm. Jack. Do you remember? Do you remember? Do you remember that, that, that's a throwback <laughs> on the road. Do you remember Jack? And he, and he brought his knickers home with him. Like yeah. he, poo- he pooed into his base layer, but then brought carried it home because he didn't want to throw it away because it was a pain. That's I feel like we didn't give him enough stick for that. That's disgusting. Anyway, <laughs> let me take you on a journey, a local journey, I might add, Matt. Ash is local, uh, Rother mm. Valley. I know. Yeah. Uh, a hot spot, which is where I did my wildy as well, actually, funny enough. Mm. Around Rother Valley. Um, not in Rother Valley, uh, down the side of it. But anyway, let's let's talk. Let's set the scene. We're at Rother Valley. <clears throat> there I am. Mid-morning. Half marathon training session around a well-known country park in Sheffield, about 12 kilometres in. I had an overwhelming urge, but this park has so many paths leading everywhere. Slowly becoming more and more panicked that this thing would land in my boxes, <laughs> I managed to find an apparently secluded spot. Dropped the britches, squatted against a tree, wall squat style, relieved to finally get this shit out. <laughs> Very Q, well thought. Cue a rustling coming from behind me. In my blind panic, this secluded spot wasn't so secluded, and a woman comes past me walking her dog. Keck <laughs> <laughs> still down, curling one out. I looked at her like a shitting dog looks at its owner. <laughs> and, and not knowing what to say or do, just casually nodded and said, Morning. <laughs> The woman was clearly unimpressed. I'm going to be honest, Ash, mate, understandably so, uh, <laughs> with this. And I needed to get away quickly. So finished my dump, pulled up the boxes and shorts to run away as fast as possible and make sure I didn't bump into her around the park. No wipe, no nothing. Safe Ugh. to say, when I got home, those boxes went in the bin. Ugh. <laughs> At least he didn't save them like Jack did. At least he didn't save them like Jack did. Oh, um, uh, amazing oh mate that is that is possibly my favorite wildy story ever that was amazing <laughs> the, pic- the picture painted of the, of, the, mm. of the dog looking at its own while he's having a shit yeah 
Yeah, we had a we had a. Do you know what that was up there with? Mm. Joe's. Do you remember Jody's? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a special one. Go back into the archives. I'll try and find out which one it is and put it in the bio. Um, mm. Joe's is amazing, but that is up there. So Ash, welcome, my friend. Welcome <laughs> to the Wildy Nation. You are formally inducted uh, to the West Wing, my Tyad. Prime place. <laughs> in the wildy nation so thank you so much on a serious note for reaching out i love this kind of stuff uh and, and fair play to you for burring your soul uh love it love it love it mate thank you for listening to the podcast hope you're enjoying it hope you enjoyed our accounting of your story and uh yeah um yeah give ash a follow guys um and uh and, and show him some love for uh for telling that incredible story um, people start people started following following him when you said give him a follow now you've just read that out and now they're unfollowed <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> uh, no, amazing. I will be giving you a follow, sir, right now. Um, uh, right, moving on from that, Matt. Uh, how's your week been? That, has it been as exciting as Ashes? Uh, no, not, not not quite as exciting as Ashes, no. It's been pretty dull, to be honest with you. Um, no running uh, since since we ran... Um, go on, Blackburn with, uh, with JP and yourself. Uh, Ooh, done over a week. Absolute, yeah, absolutely zero running. Uh, obviously, I was a bit poorly last week. I know I didn't mention it last week, but uh, I had a bit of a cough and a cold. Um, and yeah, just not felt up to it and just working, working long hours before Christmas to pay for Christmas and all that sort of stuff. And uh, yeah, just n- not finding any time for it, uh, if, if I'm honest. Um, and I haven't felt out of love with it, but it's just finding the time, isn't it, I suppose. Mm. Yeah, weather doesn't help, does it, at the minute? No, the not at all. Middle of the yeah. blizzard, and, and I think British is a country we just we shut down. I mean, it's not even that cold. Like, there's countries out there where like this is a warm part mm. of the year for them, like minus two, minus three, yeah. like Canada and up 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 in like Iceland, Finland kind of way. Like this is this is this isn't cold, but no. just as a as a country, we just fundamentally shut down when there's mm. a bit of ice and snow, don't we? And people just don't function and i don't mean in a critical way because well, i mean in a critical way of all of us but i'm exactly the same i mean i've not been out since last last thursday so yeah yeah last thursday i went i had a banging run last thursday yes you did really enjoyed it um when it did like a hilly kind of lapped um up and down and and, and just just really took the brakes off without really trying to and it was just one of those real runs where you come back and the endorphins are flowing you're feeling great and I had all these plans to do park run on Saturday and then I was meant to be running with Amy Bird tweet tweet first of uh, a couple of references she's going to get today um, we were meant to be running together on Sunday because we were back in Widnes visiting Sammy's dad and it just it just didn't happen because of the you know we got to Widnes on Friday night and the heavens opened and I know the snow didn't get to Sheffield Matt until uh, Sunday, but we had it in witness on from the Friday night. It just didn't right. stop. Yeah, mad. So yeah, it's, it's it's hard to and like you said, sometimes life gets in the way as well, doesn't it, mate? It's like mm-hmm. you know what 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 are you gonna do? You know, you're working long hours. You, I always remember Ruth Bennett saying on a very early episode, we're going into the annals, aren't we? A little bit today. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a conscious thing, but I like that we're doing it. Um, I think she said, if you want to find time for running, you will find time for running. There's always something that can give you, but you've got to want it. And I think that is true. I don't, I don't disagree. Ruth's very, very wise. And I don't disagree with what she's saying, but sometimes maybe it's just a reflection that it's not that high on your agenda and your list of priorities at that time. Mm. But I mean, it's going to have to get on our agenda, isn't it? Because we've got marathon blocks starting in January. 
Yeah, I think, I think my, my training block starts, I think, Christmas week. So, uh, yeah, you need to start thinking about making it a priority. Um, obviously, like like I say, it's, it's a long hours. And, and like Ruth said, if you want it that much, you you will you will make time for it and you'll you'll prioritise time in your schedule to do it. Uh, maybe that's run commuting, maybe it's, it's doing other things or maybe <laughs> even getting a treadmill or whatever it is. Mm. It's, you, you, you do need to make time time to do it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it, like you say, you, you need to start thinking about it as well. Maybe mm. maybe we need to start making a pact and and, and start planning more runs together, um, time time permitting. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we, we went through a big phase of accountability mm. buddies. It's probably the best running I've done all year, I think, is when we went through that like six, seven week block where we were out together. But shifts just haven't lined up. My new job, having to be back no. in two to Halifax. Because the good thing was I was always flexible. So you've got mm-hmm. your shifts. But because I work from home historically, it was yes. always I'll fit around you kind of job. But yeah. I'm in Halifax two days a week now, so I can't do that. And I'm mm. tired. So, But we've got to get on with it. Follow Ruth's. Mm-hmm motto maybe part of it is that we haven't had i'm in a training block yes mm-hmm. base building's important but because we've not been on a plan maybe that's been part of it do you know what i think i've got to battle against as well mm. i know that i'm not gonna be breaking my neck pace wise right because i've mm. already had the conversation with jp that i'm gonna we're running london and you and him are both going for some quick at manchester mm-hmm. we've decided we're going to run together as part of the make a wish fundraising at london soak in the atmosphere and mm-hmm. he's very he's been very clear that i'm i'm plodding man i'm not there's there's no and jp's faster no than me though. so yeah, yeah. his his plod is probably a little bit quicker <clears> than my <throat> plod so it's not going to be no effort but probably running a similar time to how we ran at chester mm-hmm. and you know kind of in the mid in the low to mid fours and in my head I'm like oh well I can do that I know I can do that but even though Chester went badly I still trained for it I still worked my ass off for mm. it I'm not I couldn't just go out and do that tomorrow and I think I need to just get straight in my head what I want out of this and what I'm doing it for and mm. most importantly don't embarrass yourself and pull up lame after seven miles like you normally do <laughs> maybe maybe we're going in with the same training as, as you did for Chester then just so your, your legs are comfortable for, for that distance and yeah. no 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 goal on no no pressure on pace or anything like that is that it's going to be doing all the high fives and all the power-ups and all the whatever yeah. else you're going to be doing time on feet for me it's exactly. going to be time on feet and I think that when you when you look at I mean we're not getting into giving marathon advice because we're not the right people to do that at all but you know speaking to people who know what they're talking about like Jack for example who's qualified as a running coach and some of the other experienced guys Ben for example who's a very very experienced runner um and, and some of our other friends you, you you do hear that you know goal number one should always be time on feet mm-hmm. junk miles easy yeah. miles get your legs used to running that distance there's there's loads of other stuff that you can do the strength and the conditioning the speed work you know sorting your diet out um stretching uh, before and before bed and, and in the morning um drinking more water there's a hundred things that you can do to optimize your chances of running a good marathon but goal number one is always time on feet isn't it it's getting out there and getting those miles in so i think i'm rather than overwhelming myself which i think i did a little bit with chester i over i overawed and overwhelmed myself i think i'm gonna go more for time on feet get out enjoy some miles and we can absolutely do that together mate can't we yeah 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 get that uh like i said get that get that 
uh, plan together and uh, maybe it gives us a bit of a kick up the arse to uh, to actually get out and do, do it and hopefully uh, my work will uh, will will die down a little bit as well and I'll get more a bit more time to go and do it as well. Yeah. So uh, yeah, yes, the, the mad rush of Christmas uh, will be gone soon um, and and just settle down and, and start thinking about getting out and running. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Sounds like a good plan. Right then, so uh, we've got loads to get to. We're going to go and have a chat to Jack Miller in just a moment, and then Ben and Emma are going to join us for some part run fun. Um, before we do, mm. I've got a note from Mr. Statman John. All right. Should we um, mm. hop on over? Yeah, let's, let's, let's have a listen. Hello, lads. Hello, ladies. Hello, why am I? How are you, everyone? <laughs> Can you believe it? We are very, very close to the big day. The big day, the big man, wink, wink, comes down your chimney in your fireplace. Anyway, so uh, I thought I'd treat you just quickly to a couple of songs I wrote about you all. Um, so this one is for Matt, Ben and Rob. All I want for Christmas is your dick ebo. Your dicky bow lads, I uh, bet you've all got one, but they're nice and I would uh, I'd like three little dicky bows. So <laughs> thank you very much. And Emma, my love, I've got a song just for you. Uh, all I want for Christmas is your love. <laughs> there you are, lads. I know you, Matt. You uh, thought I was going to be rude then. You filthy, filthy little animal. I uh, don't know if you heard that buzzer just then. don't know what that was for. Better look into that. Anyway, I'm here to uh, tell you about an advert. This week, I've been sent it in the post. I was a bit shocked when I opened it. But it is called Handy. And it is a uh, a hand. It is a, it's fake. It's not a human, real-life hand, but it is in the form of a human adult hand. You can pick female or male. You can pick uh, texture, hairy, colour, um, long nails, short nails, everything. So you just go on the app, handy.com, uh, select your hand, and it arrives. So it's for less think for example just then i wanted to check the buzzer but i didn't want to touch the uh, buzzing operator so i just put my hand on it my handy hand and it touched it told me the time has gone my sausages are burnt um if you you know you're feeling a bit lonely you can get the hand and you can wrap it around your um your finger and you can do pull my finger and then do a little blow off. <laughs> it's fantastic. Um, if you're out and about and you, you know, you miss those snowy evenings, you want to hold a hand, you just hold it. You don't want to do it loud and proud for all to see. It is a good size. You can pop it in your bag, pop your hand in there. So, uh, to be honest, I'm probably going to sleep with mine tonight. I do usually like a hand to cusp my face as I sleep with my eyes open, always. Um, these are pricey, so they are 769 wink emoji pounds. You can get a uh, you can get handy discount. I <laughs> know oh, you're chuckling there, Neil Marshall. You bloody love that one. Uh, you can get a handy discount. It's uh, hashtag seven six seven seven six seven 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 six, and that will get you seventy six 
50% off. <laughs> Giving them away, handy hands. Uh, to be honest, I love this one. I've got a big manly hand here with some hair on the knuckles uh, and short fingernails. I'm probably going to put in an order for a nice muscly hand, to be honest. But lads, ladies, Emma, everybody, I'm going to see you. Wish you a, uh, well, not Merry Christmas because I'll be back next week. So Sorry, I nearly went off there. <laughs> Right, I better go get these sausages out. No one likes a burnt sausage. Uh, everyone likes a good old, good-sized big sausage, though, and that's what I've got. See you later. So I've got two observations. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The first... Just, just, just two out of that lot. Just, just, just two. Just two things I want to pick out of that. Mm. Um, uh, one, is, I'm worrying myself a little bit. The first one, though, is that... Uh, did he refer to you as a dirty little elf? <laughs> yes, yes, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> good, because that's, that's going to stick. Yeah, that is definitely, definitely going mm. to stick. Uh, the second thing is, um, contrary to everything I thought about this segment for the entire series, mm. I, I, I think I want a handy hand. <laughs> you want a handy hand? <laughs> I think I want a handy hand. Do you want me to tell you why? Go on. I'm going to tell you why. and I, I don't know why I'm, I'm saying this, because it's oh, going to make me go. sound like a right fucking weirdo, and it is dead weird. I've got a huge, huge phobia of static shocks i hate getting static shocks right Mm. and i get them all the time right Mm. i don't know why might be my shoes might just be me i conduct electricity whatever but (laughs) i get static shocks loads i hate it i hate it to the point i I get a little bit hesitant like touching (laughs) things honestly if you, you you'll never have noticed it but you will notice it now i you know when i you know a you know a door handle when it's a push Mm. door yeah. I open doors with my phone. Really? So I, I get my phone out of my pocket and I open doors with my phone and I push buttons on elevators with my phone. Oh. <laughs> Seriously, that's dead weird, isn't it? That is I've weird. Now, that. now I've said it out loud, it, it is dead weird, isn't it? Does yeah. anybody else do that? Will somebody please make me feel mm-hmm. like I'm not the only weirdo that other people do that? Yeah, I don't like, I think a handy hand would be great because as long as it's rubber and doesn't conduct <laughs> electricity... Then I could use it to do all of my pressing and twisting yeah. activities to give my phone a bit of a rest. See, yeah, your childhood must be different to mine because I used to stick my finger in the in <laughs> on cooker and press button. <laughs> <laughs> you embraced the shock. That's not static electricity, Matt. That's just electricity. <laughs> yeah, it's, the, it's, it, it's the same shock you get as a, a, a from like static shock. It's, it's, it's not like a little. It's similar, I suppose. Were you a battery licker? Um, yeah. You were, weren't you? You were a, ba- you were a battery licker. Did you used to eat tinfoil? Did I used to what? Eat tinfoil. No, that's that's a new one on me. That's a... If you've got a fillet, eating tinfoil is fucking horrible. Do it. Mm. Do it. Don't, don't, don't do it. Have don't you got any tinfoil? Um, I've got tinfoil, yeah, but... Go, go and eat some tinfoil. I'm not eating tinfoil. Please, please, no. please, please, please. No. It'll make the episode so good. Go and eat some tinfoil. I'm not eating tinfoil. It's downstairs ah. in the kitchen drawer. I'm not eating tinfoil. Buzzkill. <laughs> I don't know your monkey thinks that you can dance and make me do anything, but I'm not going to go and eat fucking tinfoil. Will you eat tinfoil, tinfoil next tinfoil. week? Tinfoil. Will you eat tinfoil next week for the 100th episode? No. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I'll lick yeah. a battery though. <laughs> All right, go on then. Um, uh, d- also, don't don't go to that, that the website that uh, it give out. I thought it was going to be some you know quite sinister. <laughs> mm. Handy.com. It's actually it's a cleaning company. 
Oh, there you go. There you go. I like. The I mean, I mean, it's, it's a it's a hand hand buying company. Mm, yeah, yeah. Keep keep the dream alive. Um, yeah. So I think I could do the handy hand. Anyway, um, please somebody tell me that they also um, avoid touching metal because of uh, static shocks, and I'm not, it's not just me. Um, I think we need to move on swiftly from this, Matthew. I think we should go and have a chat to our main event. We should go and have a chat to the 99th guest we've ever had on this podcast. Uh, kind of. It's not really, because we had a couple where we had like two or three people at once, but let's not get into the semantics of it. Uh, we're going to talk to Mr. Jack Miller. Uh, bit of a different um, chat this week, isn't it? Jack's not particularly a runner in the sense that most of our other 99 guests have been. Mm-hmm. um he's he's not really run very many races um uh he, he's a footballer by trade um uh growing up but uh through pockets and through his own um uh, elite level of, of sporting um achievements throughout his youth running's always been a part of his life and he's got big plans to build on that in the future so uh you you love this one don't you i, I know you've listened yeah. to it and you're a big fan of it so I do you want to do you want to do the final introduction and tears <laughs> up you, you know I'm no good at these these introductions and stuff, but I'll, I'll give it a go, yeah. Dis- uh, disappoint me, Taylor. Disappoint <laughs> me. <laughs> no, the awesome, awesome chat uh, with uh, with Jack, uh, the founder of Pocket Apparel. Uh, it's a it's a great great um, chat with you, Rob, and uh, and well well, <laughs> this is going terribly. This. Yeah, really bad. Just just say <laughs> just just say let's go. Yeah, it's an interesting chat. Uh, is it, the story behind Pocket Apparel becomes clear with uh, with this. Uh, oh, I keep saying why, awesome. Why? Chat. Why are you still talking? Why are you still talking? Just say, just say, let's 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 have a listen. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Roll VT. Let's do it's it. Not, it's not a video. <laughs> VT means video tape. I know it does. I'm taking the piss. Just play the damn clip. Right then, you lot, we have one last stop on our road to 100. And for the second time this series, we're crossing the Atlantic, although the accent today will feel a little bit closer to home than the last one. Today, I am chatting to a man who is a budding young footballer, travelled to the good old US of A to pursue that dream, but not before, through running, finding an idea that became a career. We're going to chat all about the highs, the lows, the successes and the plans of a transatlantic running business but also finding out about the runner behind it as he gears up to his first marathon in 2023. Been waiting to get this one in for a very long time, so please join me in welcoming the founder of Pocket Apparel, Mr. Jack Miller, all the way from North Carolina. How are we doing, Jack? <laughs> I'm doing well, Rob. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, good, thanks, man. A little bit later in the day for me. You're up nice and early, aren't you, to, uh, yeah. to get this in, so I really, really appreciate it. Uh, good Thanksgiving. We're recording a little bit early and this is going out. How was your uh, Thanksgiving family? Yeah, it was good. It was very good. Um, you know, it was on Thursday, so got got my long run in on yesterday, burn off some of those calories. So yeah, fueled my fueled my long run to say the least. <laughs> good man. And just this is completely nothing to do with the conversation, but how 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 many years is it you've been Thanksgiving in now? How many years has it been in the States? Uh this was my seventh, actually. I moved out here when I was seventeen, so pretty pretty long time. Twenty fifteen I moved out. So is it still weird doing Thanksgiving? Just, uh, it, it's becoming more and more accustomed, to be honest. But um, yeah, not, nothing will beat that Christmas dinner in Scotland still. That's still the best uh, meal of the year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, right, let's get straight into it, man. Um, we've only got 30 minutes and we just talk about uh, Thanksgiving all the time. <laughs> um, so 
I, I, we normally start these chats by talking about how you first got into running. Now, I know that running has kind of probably played a part of a wider athletic journey with football being a big, big part of your life growing up. So um, I want to talk about that. I want to talk about, you know, that side of things and how it's got you to where you are today. I also, of course, we need to talk about pockets. So let's let's get started. Let's let's go back to the start. Tell me about how sports, football, running, all, all that good stuff. How did that play a part in your life growing up? Yeah, so good, big question, good question. So like football's been my whole life ever since I could walk. I mean, um, well, I have to call it soccer now, but mm. I won't do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I played football my whole life. Um, I was at a club called Aberdeen, um, pro youth level since I was seven. So was playing at quite a high level um, at a very young age. And yeah, with that came, you probably wouldn't think this, but with that came had to come a lot of running as well like running uh, outside of the training regime you know we always were given um running packets over the summer even when I was 10 you know 12 years old uh, while I was still at Aberdeen always running and yeah I just hated I, I had such a love-hate relationship with running early on because you know when you're seven eight nine years old you're not really wanting to go yeah. out running in the cold or that in Scotland so I had a real love-hate relationship with it growing up and always felt, you know, I have to, you know, push myself this hard, have to keep pushing myself this hard to, like, make it to that next level. Um, and then, you know, I got a bit older, the iPod started to come out and I was I was uh, trying to carry my iPod in a secure way. And, you know, I had really, really skinny arms when I was, like, 13, 14 and the armbands at the time, you know, they, they weren't really secure on my arm. They were either, either falling down or I had to have them so tight that it was like cutting off the circulation on my arm. And yeah, that's how this kind of idea came about for uh, for this company to to basically create the first running shirt that has secure pockets on the sleeve. Yeah. But, we, we, yes. sorry, sorry to jump in. I was going to say, um, it, it is the, the story of Pocket's amazing. And I know that we're going to touch a little bit more on that and particularly how you came onto our radar as a community mm -hmm. uh, last year, because we had a little bit of a joke about it in the preamble. Um, tell me a little bit, though, about um, that experience of kind of like life as a teenager, wanting football to be the career. Mm -hmm. it, it must have been pretty all consuming. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, just to, to give you just an idea of, well, what my parents sacrificed. I mean, I was playing for Aberdeen. Uh, they had a Glasgow centre at the time because I was living in Edinburgh. Um, and so I had to, my dad had to uh, take me to football four times a week, two hours there, two hours back, and then take me to Aberdeen on a Saturday for the game, um, which was three hours away. So, I mean, huge sacrifice from not only me, but my family. You know, as soon as I was in the door, sometimes I had to leave early from school to go straight to training for, you know, two-hour trip, and then my parents watching me in the cold for two hours. It was just very, very consuming for my whole childhood, but it did make it easier that I supported Aberdeen. Like, they've been my childhood team for my whole life, um, you know, watched them all over the world. So, you know, that's what that's I think that's a lot to do with why my dad was able to make that sacrifice. But then he started his own business and we just physically couldn't do the traveling uh, that Aberdeen required. So I moved to a team a bit closer in Edinburgh called Hearts. And then that's when all the injuries started. So I had a few few really, really bad injuries um, when I was about 15, 16 before moving to the States. And that's actually why I ended up moving to the States, because 
didn't get offered the contract you know that I was wanting at that higher the highest level and you know there's not too much money in uh, Scottish football as I'm sure most people are aware so you know coming to America um, getting my education but still playing technically full-time football through uh, you know the college soccer out here it was you know just the best uh, the best opportunity for me so and yeah, it, it does sound like an amazing experience. I, 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 we spoke a little bit before recording and, and I've obviously got your bio in front of me. So I want to make sure that I'm not missing bits of information as we're talking. Um, yeah. But you had a, a business mind, a, a focus in those teenage years as well, didn't you? I, I, I want to hear a little bit about that and how the I, I you mentioned briefly about, you know, how you'd kind of had this idea for Pocket and how it came to its next kind of stage of evolution. But yeah. I guess the question I want to ask alongside that is when you are turning, I presume, 18 and, and heading out to the States, at that point, were you thinking that professional football could still be a career or were you thinking, I'm going to use this ability I've got to facilitate my education and I'm going to focus on the business side of things and, and what I can do outside of football? Yeah, yeah, that's a good, great question. But um, basically, I wasn't... <sighs> I was never thinking, you know, it's completely out the window. Do you know what I mean? Like uh, I moved out here and, you know, I, I was I was killing it. Like I was playing really, really well. And, you know, I thought, you know, there is an opportunity for me to go pro here after I was finished. And then my junior year, which is your third year out here, um, I I tore my ACL. Uh, no, sorry. I, I snapped my wrist in three places in a soccer game. I, our football game. I need to keep, <laughs> keep talking, saying that. Honestly, yeah, you can we'll tell fix, I've changed a little bit. We'll fix that in the edit, mate. We'll fix <laughs> yeah, that in the edit. Yeah, you edit that bit out. <laughs> um, but basically, yeah, so I snapped my wrist in, in three places my, my third year um, while I was playing for a professional team out of uh, New Jersey for the summer. And then my fourth year in the summer, I went, you know what, I'll go play again uh, in, uh, for a semi-professional team in North Carolina before the senior year started, my last year, and I tore my my cruciate ligament. So <laughs> when I say I've been riddled with injuries, like I, I really have, and yeah. you know I know that's a a common saying. You know, if it wasn't for my knee, I could have went pro. But you know, I, I'm not saying that at all. Um, but I, I have had a, quite a few injuries that definitely after my knee. Uh, I started to focus, you know, more on really taking, you know, the business side seriously. Um, but yeah, just to touch on, you know, before I actually moved to America. So basically, right before my my last year of uh, high school, I, I was 17 when I moved out, so I was a bit younger. But my last year of high school, I'd, I'd already had like eight or nine um, scholarship offers. So school was the last thing on my mind. Like, honestly, I, when I tell you my last year of school, I failed every exam apart from PE and business. Yeah. <laughs> I got an A in both of them, but everything else completely failed. I wasn't interested. And for some reason, uh, I, I know you have them in England as well, but the, the Rotary Club, uh, for my county, they had this like entrepreneurship event at Stirling University and they picked me for some reason. I don't know. I still don't know to this day why. And I, I stay in contact with them. They still really don't give me a good enough answer. But <laughs> they picked me to represent our county at this entrepreneurship event. And I was like, you know what? Like, I'm, I'm going to go. Like, I'm I'm going to I'm going to go. And it was a great opportunity. And the first um, the first activity they have had us to do was. 
um, pick an industry out of this hat, right? We had to pick a, a random industry, and that industry was fitness and well-being. And we had to create a product that we thought could solve a problem for us. So that's when this idea came about. Well, you know, what do what do I experience on a daily basis or a weekly basis that you know I think could be done better? And it was how to carry my my phone or my iPod uh, while I ran to make it more bearable. And then this is what sparked this idea of, well, po- pocket, which combines the words, you know, po- normal spelling of pocket and IT, information technology, um, through your phone. Uh, and yeah, that's how the idea kind of was sparked. Um, and then fast forward six months, I was moving to America. So that, that idea got put on a back burner. Um, and then, yeah, so started my American my American dream, if you want to call it that. Yeah, yeah, I know. I absolutely do. It's really interesting. And then so when you went to the States and you're on your scholarship, obviously playing football full time, you're still studying to get a degree, aren't you? So was the degree business focused? Yeah, it was business administration. I I wouldn't have done anything else. uh, Definitely not. Um, So, yeah, came out here. 17 was in a really small school in Indiana. I thought it was like it was like high school musical when I first came out here, like saw all yeah. the basketball, you know, the basketball stadium and that. But the school, now that I've been uh, in a few different states for my education and through uh, footy, you know, I've realized that that was probably the smallest school in the whole of America <laughs> that I went to, actually. But it was still like, honestly, it was just amazing. Like, I thought it was, I felt like I was in like an episode of, or a movie, a mo- an American movie, you know, it was yeah. just crazy. Uh, crazy experience to move out here at that age. Yeah, I can I can imagine it's quite daunting, but also incredibly exciting. Um, so you said that the the idea for Pocket, which which I guess at the time was still an idea, wasn't it? Because as much as we know what it's turned into, and and the products are amazing, and I say that firsthand. You know, my wife's got Pocket stuff, and um, and loads of people uh, really really rave about Pocket. Um, but at that stage, it was a a seventeen year old kid saying this is what I want to achieve. You said that it went on the back burner um, and that there were plans potentially and, and, and hopes to still make it in the professional game from a football perspective. When did, w- was it only when the injuries mounted up in that in that last year at university that it then became, okay, well, what am I going to do next? And that's when Pocket came back around or had it always kind of been bubbling away throughout the university period? Um, I think it was always in the back of my mind thinking, you know, this might be the only good idea I ever have mm. <laughs> from my whole life. Um, so I, I was always thinking, you know, I, I know I would regret not moving forward with that idea, especially as, you know, I moved to America and there was still no product like I'd thought of. Like there was none. I've, I've still to this day never seen it. Um, but basically what kind of happened was I was in my senior year of my undergraduate degree and my knee was starting to heal up pretty well and I started looking into the opportunity of doing my my MBA out here and why I did that was because I'd had two really bad injuries and when you move to America you get four years of eligibility to play any sport um you know whether that's football or basketball everyone gets four years to play well even though I'd done four years of education, I'd only technically played in two collegiate seasons. So this gave me eligibility to move to Florida and do my master's uh, and and still play. So basically, just to touch on how this idea kind of sparked back up, 
So I was in my senior year, um, my last semester um, of my undergraduate, and this uh, competition came about. My my university hosted this Shark Tank style competition, uh, you know, like a Dragon's Den style competition. And so, you know, I thought, well, it's still the best idea I've ever had. So I stitched together this really rough prototype. I'd actually cut out an armband, like one of the running armbands, and like mm -hmm. had one of my classmates sewed it, on, sewed it onto a shirt. And I entered this competition, did like this huge market research interview or uh, surveyed like 500 runners. And, you know, I won, I won the, or I came runners up in the competition, uh, got fully funded to get the the sampling and prototyping started and that was that led me into my MBA when it was you know I had no idea I was I was drawing the <laughs> the tech packs as we call it like the blueprints for the manufacturer I was drawing them out and passing them on to these manufacturers to see if they could do it and build like a, a minimum viable product you know like a working yep. prototype yep. and it took it took you know 18 months it took hundreds and hundreds of prototypes going back and forth and then I finally cracked it, came up with this, you know, minimum viable product. And it, it just went kind of ballistic, to be honest, organically on social media. So while I was doing my MBA. So. Uh, yeah. So, so, you know, nothing. Loads, plenty of time, isn't there, to, to relax and <laughs> um, uh, think it through. Uh, one thing that I did want to touch on is uh, is you'd mentioned about how the idea came about. And we've talked really nicely, chronologically speaking, about how it's evolved. Um the, the reason you came to our attention as a, as a community and certainly exploded amongst um, uh, some of our listeners was uh, you were very kind to give us a, a prize for a giveaway we did last year. And, and that helped us tell a story a little bit about your um, your women's range mm -hmm. um, that you've got that I think just I, I don't know what it did, but it just it, it just I think everybody who listened to this podcast ended up buying something from pocket <laughs> on the back of it. Tell me a little bit about that. Just just for anyone who might not know kind of how yeah. the, the plans for the women's range came about. Yeah. So basically, um, you know, the the. the company kind of started um the idea started with this men's running shirt um but my sister amy i have two twin sisters who are younger she was horse riding not running she was horse riding and she fell off her horse and she smacked her head she had she was unconscious she went to hospital she got a bunch of tests done and it turns out she had uh, type 1 diabetes and, you know, when you have uh, when you're diagnosed with something like that, you know, they tell you, you know, watch your fitness, watch what you're eating. And so this kickstarted her fitness journey kind of away from horse riding. And she started running. And as a type one diabetic at the time, she was carrying her insulin pump and there was no secure way to carry her insulin pump on these leggings that she was wearing or these shorts. So I created the first ever biker shorts that have these invisible zipped pockets on the sides. <laughs> As you know, they've just went absolutely ballistic. Like I've never had a return uh, unless it's been an exchange of size. And I think, you know, of course, there's functionality to the product, which I think is lacking in a lot of active wear anyway. But I think this story actually resonated with a lot of people, too. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so. Ever since I kind of launched them, it's evolved not just carrying your phone or your insulin pump, but, you know, medications, inhalers, even EpiPens. We've had some of your community that carry, you know, EpiPens and things like that. So it's just evolved and, you know, it, make, it, it makes me feel good because, you know, I feel like I'm not just bringing out another product. That's 
kind of my, my company's mantra is like, I'm never just going to bring out a product just to bring out a product. I want it to have some type of functional use case that can help people. So, yeah. yeah. Amazing. Now, I want to circle around on to Pocket and what's going on at the minute with it, because I know that's something you wanted to talk about. But before we do, one thing we've not really talked about an awful lot over the course of the last sort of 15 minutes that we've that we've been going is is your running journey. And that's because... I mean, we were chatting, weren't we? You know, normally we'd, we'd sit, I'd sit here and I'd be like, right, tell me about your favourite race. Tell me about your first race experience. Tell me about that, you know, the, <laughs> the best marathon that you've done. But for, for you, running was much more of a, a functional goal to support the football, wasn't it? So you're still yeah. kind of building towards, as mentioned in, in, in the intro, this this dream of, uh, of getting to a marathon next year. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, signed up for my, my first marathon. I mean, my whole life has just been, you know, hitting fitness tests and things like that. And I, I've run a couple of like, you know, 5Ks and 10Ks when I was growing up, when I was really yeah, a lot younger. But, you know, I've I've had to do every year I've had to prepare for a preseason. And, you know, you can't really train for like a half marathon or anything like that while you're, you know, training for preseason or, mm-hmm. or you're playing. So, um, you know, it was always like two mile fitness tests or three mile fitness tests. And you had to do it in 11 th- minutes, 30 or 12 minutes. And, you know, I mean, I know, of course, you guys have people in your community that run a lot faster than that. But at the time, you know, even just like a five and a half, six minute mile, it, it's it's pretty quick when it's, you're it's, not like dedicated it's, 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 to running. It's pretty, it's pretty quick at any point, mate. To be <laughs> I'm not, yeah. I'm not so taking think, that away from you. Yeah. So I think like my biggest running accomplishment, if you could call it that, has actually been a fitness test where I think I got like 11.03 in a two mile during preseason. And that was the year that we actually won a national championship. That uh, and uh, my second year and that was nuts but yeah that's probably the fittest I've been and now I'm kind of winding down stop stop playing now I'm focusing on the the marathon training um for uh for March 4th two weeks before my wedding so I'll be should be nice and skinny for the wedding absolutely or completely broken from yeah from the hips down <laughs> one of the two yeah it's gonna be one of the two <laughs> Yeah. And, and how, are you, how are you feeling about taking it on? I mean, it's, it's one of those, isn't it, where marathons are quite daunting, but you do have that athletic base. You've got that history of knowing that you are in pretty good shape. How, how are you feeling about kind of getting into the training block and um, starting to, you know, really knuckle down and, and particularly in that sort of 12 to 14 weeks ahead of March, March 4th? Yeah, um, I think it would be a lot more daunting if I didn't have a running coach. Like, I'm never going to pretend like I'm a running expert um, at all. Um, So I've went the route of of reaching out to one of my friends, uh, my good friends over the since I've really started Pocket, um, Harry Lancaster. He's got a huge social media following. He's he's going to be my running coach starting on Monday. I've worked with him before on some some. some challenges i did like a mile uh test for through uh pockets instagram and he he's just the top guy like he knows his stuff of course but i, I just get on with him really well so it makes makes the training easier you know he's checking in on me every day and it's just nice to have that accountability do you know what i mean because yeah. you know as as we all know there's days where you just don't want to go and run like there's always going to be those days but you know he's in my corner backing me and yeah big shout out to him if you if you ever need a running coach he, he's your man there you go. There you go. So um, very exciting times. I'm sure you're going to absolutely smash it. Um, let's let's talk about yeah. Pocket, though. So again, so uh, you've, you've been pretty quiet from a social media perspective on Pocket in recent months. Yeah. Um, uh, t- t- just I, I, I don't know how I can position the question without kind of stealing the thunder of, of the story you're going to tell. So 
What's been going on, man? Why, why, why the relative radio silence? Yeah, so it's probably been the most difficult year of my life, to be honest, from a business standpoint. Um, it's been, you know, a lot of highs and a lot of lows personally, but it's been a huge challenge. There's, I've been over a lot of, I've overcome a lot of obstacles since I started this company. You know, no manufacturer wanted to work with me, didn't have any funding at the time, blah, blah, blah. And I, I was able to get over and, you know, overcome all those hurdles. But at the start of this year, I've been transitioning from a student visa to a, a permanent green card. And mm. usually to get my work authorization, that only is meant to take, you know, four to six weeks max. So I was meant to have, you know, my, my work authorization uh, at the start of February. And with COVID and there's this thing like a, the great resignation with the US government right now, immigration department, it's now in month nine, still haven't heard anything. And it's been completely, like they've told me, like you cannot work on this company while you're in the States. Mm -hmm. So all I've been able to do is really fine tune my, my new product line. You know, I haven't sold anything in the US, but it's just been a really big challenge because I'm, you know, I'm used to taking challenges head on, but you know, when it comes to an immigration case, you can't really, speed things along you know you have your place in the line and you know there's 10 million cases right now probably in front of me so it's been a real challenge but I've just tried to position myself that when I do get that that green card you know that work authorization I'm hitting the ground running pardon the pun but um you know I'm just I'm ready and I have my product line ready to go I have five new patent pending products that uh are ready to release you know i showed you one um you know previously and just really excited you know i'm not I'm never gonna give up on this but it's just been a real challenge to overcome this you know yeah yeah understandable and, and i can only think that when it's something i mean you alluded to it yourself when it's something as big as the u.s government and it is so out of your control that can really add to the frustration i guess maybe without trying to put words in your mouth like a sense of helplessness i guess because you mm -hmm. can't you can't. And I guess when you when, when you've had the sporting background that you've had where, you know, you're used to we're two nil down at half time. I'm going to go out and I'm going to leave from the front and I'm going to fix this. Yeah. When, when, when you can't do that, I imagine that's that's got to be really tough on the old mental health as much as anything else. Yeah. And it is, you know, like, you know, I'll, I'll be completely transparent here. It's It's been extremely difficult from a mental standpoint. And, you know, I probably shouldn't even say this, but I'll, I'll go ahead and say it, you know, it. it I went through a lawyer to to try and make sure it was done right and done as smooth as possible. And the lawyers messed up my whole case. They put the wrong right. date on a check and the filing fee. So it set it back another three months. <laughs> so right. it's just been like, you know, there's this saying like that a young Scottish coach uh, used to tell me when I was younger. He said, control the controllables, you know, only control the things only worry about the things that you control. Well, this is one of those things where just, it's just out of my control. And, I get pretty frustrated and impatient, but, you know, I'm just trying to use this time as much as I can to focus on the things I can, you know, focus on the pro the new product line, you know, having a, a clearer marketing strategy, you know, funding, you know, all these things that I can kind of prepare for right now. So I am just ready to, like I said, hit the ground running, hopefully in early 2023. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah, hopefully, fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, and I'll, I love control the controllables. It's one of my absolute favourite sayings in whatever guys people say it, and a and a really and a really wise one to have in your back pocket. Uh, pardon the pun. Um, so, 
It was, that was terrible. Come so, on, Rob. So many me. puns. So many Deary puns. Deary me. Deary <laughs> me. Um, right, so tell me a little bit then. So we, we, we've covered loads and loads of ground. Um, we're at the state of play as it is now. I, I know that things are up in the air in terms of getting that visa sorted, getting getting moving forward with Pocket. Um, and I know that you're planning for that marathon. Are, are there any kind of goals that you've set yourself outside of what we've already talked about? I mean, I know you're a pretty ambitious dude. Is there anything that you're kind of like, this is what I want to achieve next year? This is what this is my five-year plan. This is my 10-year plan. Do you look that far ahead from a business perspective or is it just about getting to the next um, checkpoint? Um, yeah, so I've, I've been speaking with um, some interested investors out here and I'm not going to, I'm not trying to go that route, but, you know, to, to scale a company, you know, it does require, uh, you know, some funding from time to time. So I have had to think about that, you know, what is the three to five year plan? And, you know, it, I don't think, I think Pocket, uh, Pocket will always be at the core, you know, focused on bringing the best functional products, not only to runner, uh, runners, but to other exercise enthusiasts as well. So that's, from a personal standpoint, you know, my one to two year plan is to, to do this marathon. But then probably the start of 2024, I'm going to be doing an Ironman. So, you know, that's 2.4 mile swim, 112 mile cycle. And then you have to do a full marathon after it. And, mm-hmm. you know, my parents are saying I'm crazy. And my, my <laughs> fiance is saying I'm crazy. But it will be a good way for me to bridge into and, and transition into, you know, putting myself in that cyclist mindset in that swimmer's mindset. So then I can hopefully bring out more functional products for for that community as well. So that's kind of the, you know, the, the very brief kind of overview of what, you know, the next one to two years looks like. But, you know, I, I want I want uh, this main running shirt to be in every country in the world. I mean, it's shipped to 15 already with a very, you know, very minimum viable product, you know, very uh, standard product because I didn't have a clue what I was doing. But mm-hmm. this next level of product line is definitely a game changer. So, you know, we'll see what what happens. But I'm I'm excited for the future and trying trying to stay positive. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely brilliant mindset. And, and obviously, as soon as this initial blocker we get it moved out of the way i'm sure it's gonna be nothing but big things listen we've been chatting for almost exactly 30 minutes um timed yeah. to perfection uh before i let you go i mean there's pl- I, I know that the minute we have this kind of like we're on hold a little bit from a pocket perspective but i'm sure people will want listening this if they don't already know to find out more about the products to check you guys out what where's the best places to find out more about pocket apparel yeah so um i have a, a really really solidified and great community on uh instagram you can just follow it pocket apparel um is my my username and you know i'm gonna actually be documenting some of my uh my marathon training as well on that you know my road to my first marathon i'm gonna call it uh, over the next 14 weeks you know and just if the u.s government are listening i'm not selling anything i'm just <laughs> you know i'm just documenting it for my community so i just wanted to put that out there yeah but yeah so just follow me on that it'd be great um you know there's some great people in there and you know looking forward to 2023 but it'd be great to get follow on on uh, instagram so when i'm ready um you know to get things back up and running that's the third pun third pun there we go Uh, no i loved it get things back up and running love love (laughs) to connect with you on there and just thank you rob and your whole team have been so supportive over the past you know ever since i started this and 
you know you're you're doing amazing things with your running community and and it's just uh i just really appreciate you having me on i really do yeah no it's been a pleasure mate. i can't believe we've been chatting for 30 minutes it's absolutely flown by listen you've got I assume maybe still some Thanksgiving leftovers to get to, um, yeah. although it's going to be close to Christmas by the time this goes out. So it's going to be boggling everybody's mind. Um, I will let you go, sir. I'm just going to say a big, big thank you once again for uh, for joining me, for getting up so early to do so. Best luck for the future. And then maybe at some point when you're back in the UK, if we can uh, make our paths cross, it'd be good to catch up for a run and a pint. Yeah, definitely, mate. Thank you very much. Really appreciate it. What do you reckon, Matt? I know you had to listen to that one before we, um, you messaged me this morning about it. Uh, I know you had to listen to that one before we uh, uh, we started recording this segment. So uh, what did you think yeah. to Mr. Jack Miller, buddy? Yeah, awesome. I think I think that's kind of one of my favourites, I think. Is it, I, I think it, because not taking away anything from anybody else that we've had in this series, but it kind of resonated with me, uh, the fact that... It, uh, it re- hang on, it resonated with you because you were a child prodigy footballer as well. No, I'm on about my stepson. Oh, right, OK. <laughs> the fact that his, his, his parents had to, had to drive him up and down the country and stuff God, like that. Yeah, we, yeah he, he did it for a fair few years, but we, we did it for a season. And... <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were talk- I genuinely thought you were talking about yourself, and I was like, you're shit at football. <laughs> Cheers, pal. <Bob. laughs> Sorry, no, go I, on. I, I Sorry. understand what you were saying with the fact that going up in that country and stuff, that's why it resonated with me. And also yeah. the fact that uh, that he had he had a great idea when he was younger as well. And like 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 me, I had a great idea to uh, to to you know start making his podcast. So uh, yeah, it's, there you go. It's, you were you were you were young though. Like <laughs> positively middle aged by and, the time we and it wasn't it. and it was and it wasn't me that. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't your idea, you just willing accomplice. Um, <laughs> you're just bumbling through life, aren't you, mate? Uh, yeah. Child football pro- child football prodigy, Matt Taylor. Should call you Freddie Adu. Um, <laughs> do you remember Freddie Adu? No. Do you not? Ben, get, let's get Ben and Emma on. I know I'm ruining the segue completely. Ben, do you remember Freddie Adu from Champ Manager? I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Very good. Ben and Emma, how are we doing? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Good, good. Um, we've uh, The reason we're getting you guys on, of course, is for Parkrun, but I just got excited by thinking about Freddie Adu and Champ Manager 01 or whatever it was he was on. Um, ultimately disappointing, wasn't he? He had, he, had, he had the world at his feet and he never made it. Never so made it. many players like that. I used to sit on Champ Manager for like eight, ten hours at a time. Um, Alessio Cersei. Was it Alessio Cersei? Cersei, yeah, that name sounds familiar. Maybe maybe you should get Ben on the uh, on the Football Imposters podcast. Yeah, we haven't made that for about six weeks. Um, it fell by the wayside <laughs> with the World Cup. Maybe we should make a champ manager podcast. Uh, I just I just love coming up with ideas for your podcast. Anyway, do you remember what we said we had loads to talk about? We probably shouldn't go off on a tangent this week. And hmm. here we are talking about champ manager. Um, uh, and the reason we need to get on with it, guys, is because you've got a lot to talk about. We've got a very exciting announcement to come at the end of this segment. Plus, of course, roll call thank yous, all the usual stuff. But before we get there, um, you guys went international this week so why don't you tell us all about your very very exciting jet setting parkrun adventures okay well this is the first time we have traveled abroad just for a parkrun i mean we've done krakow we've done paris but we actually went there for a holiday and we went to krakow to do the half marathon whereas with this one it was 
it's just for part run. Mm-hmm. This, which we get, we're reaching that level now. That this is just what we do. And why specifically, Emma? Why, why just this place in particular for just a part run rather than anywhere else? Well, we were wanting to finish our part run alphabet. Mm-hmm. We saved the most difficult letter to last, which is. Mm-hmm. So we went to the Netherlands. We went to Den Haag to get our Z at Zyder Park. Zyder Park. Excellent. It's commitment, guys. I've got to admit, it's commitment. It, Matt, Matt, Matt can't get out of bed to go Clifton Park. <laughs> we, we had this one booked probably, what, about four or five months ago. And I've been buzzing for it ever since we had it booked. So I was, I was just itching to go. I mean, going on holiday specifically for part run. I can see that being me for the rest of my life. I'm happy with that. Yeah, uh, there you go. Is um is 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 Zyder Park then this this particular Den Haag location? Is this like the most pop? Are there many other Zs, or is this like the only one? I know it's not in the UK, but no, are there no, other places you could have gone to get it, like somewhere in Poland, maybe? Or yeah, absolutely. There, there's a few in Poland, and and the week we were in Poland, um, well, the week before we went to Krakow. They actually started a new one in Krakow that began with a Z. Uh, but I think we te- I think we said at the time that even though we knew it was starting before we went to Krakow, we we had Rotterdam booked, well, yeah. Hag booked. So we could have gone and done Zelenijar in uh, Poland, but uh, no, we we opted to stick with Krakow and save our Z for this one. But there are quite a few Zs in Poland. There's one in there's a couple in Germany. There's definitely one, maybe two in Germany. Um, South Africa, I think they've got one as well. Mm, yeah, that sounds familiar. Adopted about so, uh, but this was this was the closest one. Let's uh, just mo- let's just move on swiftly from referencing South Africa before Matt does the accent again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. And yeah, it was it was it was lovely. Um, loads of people have been flocking to it. It's only done about fifty eight events, but I think out of those fifty eight events, probably ninety percent of the participants have been British. Wow! Wow! And just like us, the most people that were there were just British people. In fact, in fact, Emma made a friend on a run, didn't you? I did, yeah. Yeah. Oh, is is this another entry into Emma's menagerie of misfit toys with yeah. the juggler and the <laughs> well, all the other people you you befriend on runs? Yeah. So the, it's a two lap course, uh, completely flat, um, around a big sports complex, mm-hmm. and me and Ben may have had. A few beers the night before. Obviously. We, uh, we got smashed watching that. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, that was a great night, by the way, because uh, obviously Holland scored in the last minute and seeing mm. them great, and we were in the middle of it. It was brilliant. Anyway, I'm digressing. Let's go back to it. Uh, yeah, so Ben was originally wanting to have a crack at it, uh, and I was like, oh, this is good. It's a flat and fast course. Just hung over. Just couldn't be asked. Mm-hmm. It was it's really cold, really foggy. I think it's probably quite a pretty park because it's got a deer park. It's got a little lake and you couldn't see anything. Mm. The first lap, I'm just thinking, I just feel rubbish. And then the second lap, Alan, my new friend, Alan. <laughs> I had a quick chat with him at the start and then it was like, oh, need to start running. Um, he slowed down and started having a walk. So I'm like, you're all right, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm fine." And then he just he ran the second lap with me, so we were just chatting. yeah. So it was like he it was like he waited for you. That's what you're saying, isn't it? He he waited for you. Well, he <laughs> did it... he did say during the run, he's like, "I don't really like running on my own. I get bored." And I thought, "Yeah, he's definitely slowed down for a chat." 
Yeah. <laughs> did he? He did. He didn't come out of a bush, did he? <laughs> he was running with somebody else, but they ran off and left him a bit like Matt would. <laughs> Someone was went Matt. Matt? Was his name? Was it you? Were you? Were you? Were you in Den Haag, Matt? I'm just running around going, Alan, 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 Alan. Excellent, excellent joke, excellent reference. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, Alan. We 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 were pretty hungover, to be fair. Uh, I think that was the first time I've got in bed the uh, uh, night, and and my head's just been spinning, so felt a bit. No. bit bit uh, rough in the morning and I went in to do a little warm up and I was like oh god I don't know which orifice this is going to come out of but something's going <laughs> to um you did you did a, you did a rob park run is that what you're saying no well yeah I was honestly mate I was tender very tender and I thought I'm, I'm I, I want to give it a crack but I don't I'd only taken my fast shoes with me so I'm like I can't just plod around in these so I thought how fast can I run without without something seeping out and uh <laughs> without risking a leak yeah <laughs> teased it for the first mile and that felt all right so i did it again for the second mile. and you know what i, I, I ran three pretty bang on even miles and uh, right. I, I survived and and then i was down to barcode scan afterwards because you know me international volunteer as well not just a not just a high-vis hero at the odd, odd one or two courses i like to go into now <laughs> your 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 das high-vis hero yes yeah yeah <laughs> um, uh, I don't even know if that's Dutch. <laughs> that's <yeah>. German. <laughs> You've just got to speak like gold member because I tell you what, a lot of mm. them sounded like gold member. That was so funny. <laughs> Smoking uh, a pancake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, yes, very nice. <laughs> <laughs> Ben's, Ben's just offended a country in one quote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I made loads of friends there in the pub that night. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> by, by, by doing a gold member impression. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so I went to barcode scan, and, I got, and as, as we were approaching the final corner, the run director was on the final corner, like turning people into the finish, and he came running up to me at the end, and he's like, "Do you mind marshalling on that corner instead of barcode scanning?" Mm. So I was like, "Yeah, why not?" So uh, I, what I should have done is said, "Can I put some warm clothes on from my bag?" <laughs> yes. About five minutes after being stood there, the, the tail walker was just going past for the end of lap one. And I thought, oh, shit, I'm going to be stood here for another half an hour now in the freezing cold. Um, and I was until until <laughs> M finished and she ran over and got me some clothes. So that was nice. But uh, but yeah, lovely, lovely you, you, part. You, you were you were running with clothes on to begin with, weren't you? I was, I was, yeah. Ben, <laughs> ben, ben, ben was a bit drunk. He was just <laughs> running, running around naked. I tell you what, it sobered me up. It definitely mm, sobered. Me. Can imagine. Um, but yeah, no, like Em says, I'm sure it's a lovely park on a nice sunny day. But but we we we're quite glad that we did it in December as well because we got to visit the Christmas markets that were there, which were lovely. Um, and it just felt wintry. It just it just felt different. It was it was cold, but it wasn't bitterly cold. Not like you you guys had in Sheffield and uh, surrounding areas around the country, which have been hit by masses of snow and uh, what have you. We didn't get the snow. We got a little bit of sleet on the Saturday night, but mm. but yeah, no, it's beautiful. It was lovely, lovely part run. The run director did it in English as well as Dutch. Everyone spoke English lovely sports park where you could go in and get changed before and afterwards because that's what we did we went layered up and then got layered up afterwards and uh... do you want me to sorry to interrupt do you want me to tell you my dutch fact go yeah um it might be complete and utter 
bollocks, right? I'm pretty sure <laughs> a kid a kid told it me on holiday in like a holiday park. A Dutch kid told it me. But do you know why Dutch people apparently this is this is apparently a fact out of the <laughs> mouth of a 14 year old kid in like 2002. Um, do you know why Dutch people speak sh- such good English? No. It's because up until recently, supposedly, um, in Holland, in the Netherlands, they don't have um, dubbing. The dubbing doesn't exist in media. So anything on TV is subtitled. So they grow up with particularly American TV, and that's why they have that American twang in their accent, and they speak it so well because they just absorb it through watching TV because nothing's dubbed, it's all subtitled. Interesting. So, so not maybe not Dutch people, maybe just that kid watches too much television. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this kid might have a Simpsons box set that couldn't be dubbed. He like yeah. he broke his remote control or something. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> that, that that I was told, but that was a fact. If I mean, anyone if anyone is Dutch or knows Dutch people that's listening, will you tell me if I'm talking utter bollocks or if that's a thing that that's why Dutch people are so good at speaking English and why it's a bit Americany? Anyway, I'm going to go on a limb and just say you're talking utter bollocks now. Robert. Okay, fine. For, for I wanted to ask a Dutch person. Don't worry. It, I've I've googled it and it. it, it it has got some credence to it. Yes, Matt, it's for the win. Swatch for three. There you go. What does it say, Matt, Matt? It says, unlike the French or even the Germans, we don't have the habit of dubbing over everything, meaning that every movie, series and TV show is shown in the original language with subtitles. You have got no idea how smug I look right now. <laughs> like, honestly, I've got a bit of an erection. <laughs> hang on, hang on. You don't, you don't realise how smug I am for saying credence in the correct context. <laughs> <laughs> we're all, we're all hard here. Um, right. Anyway, should we, should we move on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah, Baron was great. Five K challenges. Obviously, alphabet, alphabet one. We've completed that now, both of us. Um. Jet setter, where you run in five different countries. I I completed my fifth country. Um, um, you were fourth. Yeah, fourth country. Did you get anything else on the five k app? Mm-hmm. I didn't need position five. I didn't need. She was one second off stopwatch. I I was about twenty seconds off stopwatch. And but anyway, the the main reason for going was to get the alphabet one complete, and uh, and we did. Glad Amazing. We did. Amazing. And Emma completed the Allen one as well. Alan. Yeah, I uh, added an Alan to the collection of to the circus. <laughs> <laughs> um, which you are the leader of your the leader of a flock. Um, uh, amazing, and uh, only going to get better next week when you hit location number one hundred, Benjamin. Woo woo! It's, isn't it funny that this is episode ninety nine and we're talking about my ninety ninth different venue, and next oh. week. For episode 100, we're going to talk about my 100th venue. It's like it was all planned. Anyone would think it was planned, but it It wasn't. It absolutely wasn't. (laughs) It's just such a happy... Nothing we do has that kind of symmetry. Um, An organisation. That is just a beautiful coincidence. I'm very excited for it. We've got a good good turnout, hopefully. uh, I think uh, the Team Witness guys are representing in force. Um, yeah. uh, it's only about 40 minutes 30 minutes away from them we're going to make the trip trip over the Pennines as well should be a good little mini unofficial fart like family meet up to round out the year shouldn't it guys yeah yeah looking forward to it celebrate my 100th park run should be should be good should be interesting uh, mm. Keith, 
It's uh, this coming Saturday. It's going to be. They ran the winter course at the weekend, so the odds are if, if if there's still a bit of snow or ice on their main pass, they'll just put the winter course on. So it's looking hopeful that it's definitely going to be on there. Um, and yeah, should be Exciting. a good day. Exciting. Um, looking forward to it. Um, okay, that's cool. So we've got that coming. Anyone wants to come along, please do come along. Um, and then that will take you to 100, then. Mm-hmm. It'll alphabet completed. Yep. 2023, of course, for both of you. Ben and Emma will will bring more parkrun excitement, I'm sure. You're not going to just stop suddenly. But it also brings back um, a little bit of logistical administration from you both as well, doesn't it? Because what is happening in 2023, guys? So it will be the 2023 parkrun cup. Um, yep, this is the second time we're doing it. Um, we're going to start it at the end of january um, yeah so first episode first episode of the next series we will give everyone a final roll call we're going to chuck some stuff on social media we're announcing it now um people can register their interest but don't do it just yet what we'll do is we'll get a google doc uh, google sheet drawn up and you can we'll get the information off you we need for that um, we'll send that out probably around about end of, end of the year, Christmas week, maybe. Um, sign up, register your interest. Uh, the rules are the same as last year. Obviously, we'll put something on about the rules just so everyone's clear who's new to it. Um, and then, yeah, episode one of the next season, we will give everyone a final reminder. And then that'll be on the Thursday that people get reminded on the weekend. Uh, after that, we will do the draw live like we did last year. Names in a hat, drawn out. Um, and then the following Saturday will be go time and uh, everyone will everyone will be competing against each other like they were last year. And we'll hopefully have a few more people joining this year. I think we had, how many did we have last year? 80? No. no 52 in the f- cup. 50-ish, wasn't it, in the cup? Yeah, the league was closer to 80, yeah. Yeah, the league was 80, cup was about 50. So let's. I'm hoping we can get 60 to 70 maybe next time. And uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Looking forward to the excitement and uh, getting knocked out in round one. Yeah, standard. <laughs> I, def- I definitely, definitely will when I look at my PB compared to what I'm actually capable of running at the moment. But that's not the point. It was amazing last year, guys. Honestly, I know I blow smoke up your asses quite regularly about it, but it was amazing. It was a great concept. You both put your heart and soul into it. If it's anything like it was last year, and I know that if it's going to be any different, it's only going to be bigger and better. Um, it's going to be another awesome, awesome um, couple of months as we go through it. I loved the, um, I loved doing the the draws for each round. Um, that was always so much fun on Instagram. Um, it got people meeting up. It got people doing stuff virtually. It gets people. It's a great way to get people talking. So what I would suggest, if you are fairly new to Fartlek Family, or if you're not involved with us yet but you think you'd like to get more involved. This is a really good way to dip your toe into that environment without being thrown all the way into it because you sort of get that one-to-one of being drawn against somebody, having a bit of banter and back and forth on social media, um, maybe seeing if you can find somewhere local to go together. It's just great fun. And I'm so chuffed that you guys have committed to doing it again this year. I think it's going to be amazing. It's going to be awesome, isn't it? Yeah, and for people who didn't do it last year and don't know what it's all about, you don't have to be a fast runner. It's not about that. Um, it's about getting getting as close to your personal best. 
Um, so it doesn't matter what speed the person you're uh, drawn against is running. So it's for it's for everybody to get involved. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, well said. The 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 fastest person in the group might be the first one out, and the person who hasn't got the fastest time might be the winner. You never know. You never know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think Claire Claire won it this year, didn't she? She was running in did. the mid twenties. Um, uh, yeah, it, it, it's great. It's all inclusive, great fun, really good time. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Gonna be great. And I'm going to commit to it now. But we were there at the final last year. And I'm uh, I'm looking yep. at Emma now, and I'm saying that we're going to be there at the final next year, <laughs> whether whether we're running it or not, we will be there. Absolutely, yeah. It was gutted we couldn't be there, so uh, it'd be great to do a Fartlet family meetup if we can make it logistically possible. Right, okay, amazing. So big, big things happened. Big, big things happening. Uh, watch this space for uh, for Part Run Cup, and uh, watch this space for uh, for next week's episode. Hopefully. Um, a fairly sizable Fartlek family meetup to report on. Um, are we ready for a roll call? Yeah. All right, partner. You know what time it is. Keep roll calling, baby. Keep roll calling, 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 calling. What? You jumped the gun a bit there, mate. But it was it was fine. It was it was a bit of a car crash at the start. But well, last last you... week last week I didn't come in too uh, quick enough, and now this mm, week it's yeah. too quick. Premature. I feel like I can't win with you sometimes, Robert. A disappointment. <laughs> Constant disappointment. <laughs> um, right then, let's go. Let's get on with it, guys. Um, I would like to, I know it's uh, not the done thing, but I would like to start this week because I forgot somebody last week. Oh. Terribly, terribly sorry. Very unprofessional of me. Um, Mr. Robert. Adam Axford, not bad for a fat dad, um, had messaged. And what he'd done is he put it on a DM rather than, the, uh, the 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 thing we do on Instagram, the story, and it just got lost in amongst a load of stuff. But I am super sorry, Adam, and thank you for reminding me. Uh, Adam wanted to shout out uh, uh, Amy Bird, tweet tweet, because um, they ran together. Um, she, they they did uh, one of his half marathons um, on his amazing road to 50 half marathons. He's he's so nearly there now. Looking forward to joining him for number 50 as well. But um, but him and Amy went out together. They ran together. They kept each other company. And he just wanted to say a big thank you to her and a well done for, for getting him round. So, uh, yes, apologies that it's delayed Amy and Adam, but there is your roll call uh, for last week and moving into this week. It's a two-weeker. Um, Emma, who have we got next? Uh, run, Bradders, run. Andy Bradley. Um, he did Tat and 10K in the snow which he says was loads of fun. Um, and he came 35th out of 612 people, which, wow. yeah, that's pretty good. Pretty good going in that weather. And the other 34 were penguins. <laughs> <laughs> it looked mental, didn't it? I mean, yeah, was, it, it looked horrible. Right? <laughs> I'd, I'd not got out of bed, so fair play to him for that. Yeah, yeah, great job. Ben, keep us moving. Um, right, I'm going to go on to Al Run 01. Um, and and she, uh, Alex, is shouting out, oh, it's Paul Griffiths again. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Roll, Paul Roll Call Griffiths. Why am I doing this one? Roll uh, Call. I mean, oh, Roll I, Paul. Roll Paul's better, isn't it? Roll oh. Paul. That works, yeah. So Alex is shouting out Paul Griffiths and Neil Marshall, saying they're a little dream team because uh, they met up and they went on some mega long, I think it worked out at ultra distance, didn't it? Mm, In practice, 40, practice yeah. pedal, I think, are they? Yes, they are, yeah. yeah. I think you're about 42, 43 kilometres, something like that, they, they ended up running. Nice. Well done, mm. them too. 
Yep, great job. And had some swanky looking hats. Bootleg. I must add, yeah. not official. What the fuck, like merchandise, but they, uh, but they did have some pretty swanky looking hats. Um, Matt. Yes, uh, Mrs. Blackwell, uh, 84, so Laura, uh, me, my kids and my dad had a very festive run around Yorkshire Wildlife Park and our medal has a dinosaur. That is absolutely awesome. Uh, yeah, great stuff, uh, Laura. Well, how long were you thinking of that for? What do you mean? Rawsome. Like Rawsome Runner George. Yeah, no, I know it's like Rose. I'm just, never mind. Anyway, um, uh, Gary Ludwin wants to shout out the mini um, uh, meetup that the guys had. We were hoping to get a few more of us down to Milton Keynes, but just with the weather and, and, and logistics, it didn't quite work. But some of them still made the effort. So Jamie, Derek, uh, Kyla and Gary himself, oh, and Christine as well, had a mini meetup at Milton Keynes and did parkrun on the Saturday. So looked great. It was great to see you guys together. So massive, massive well done to you. Um, Emma. Uh, next we've got Kelly running runner eighty one. Um, big shout out to all of you that got out and ran in the snow. Tough and a tad jealous as my race was cancelled, and it's since been way too icy for me to go out. The air has been pretty bad, pretty icy. So well done to anybody who's got out. Yeah, I ain't done nothing, me. Um, uh, but uh, as Kelly says that, but she did get she was volunteering at that um race we were just talking about for. Mr. Bradley. So yeah. um, it's not it's not like she's just been sat on her ass. Big part of that volunteer community a run through. So big shout out to her. Uh, ben, who've we got next? Uh, so we have Kev Quinn underscore. Um and he's shouting out himself for getting on the trails and exploring some new routes. Which is always fun to do and uh, something I love to do. And I've got a couple of pairs of trail shoes and if the weather's gonna carry on like it is, the pavements are gonna be treacherous. So I think there might be a bit more trail running coming up if we have a bit of a bad winter. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, good shout. Uh, Matt? Yes, uh, the last one on the, we've got on the, on the responses on Instagram is from Holly Runs Far, uh, 37.5 miles at the Seeks in the City Ultra event and she came third lady as well. So well done, Holly. Awesome running. Pretty amazing, that, isn't it? Yeah, thanks for, mm. for, for uh, shouting yourself out there, Holly. Really, really impressive. Well done. And then last but not least, Mr. David Young, another big part of the Rule Through Volunteering community, wanted to give another shout out for Mr. Randy Bradley, who does deserve a couple, I reckon, for braving hoff like conditions. Um, uh, Tatton Park and also Kelly for being brave and, uh, mad enough to volunteer at the same event. Yeah, big shout out to both of you. Absolutely amazing. That was our second to last roll call of the series. Mm-hmm. It, was, it, it, it was nice to see some new uh, new names on that roll call as well. People shouting shouting themselves out and shouting others out. It's good to see. It was, it was. Yeah, if you've never roll called before, then maybe give us a roll call next week. Yeah, I like it when we see some new names on there. Um, there we go. So uh, we've got some thank yous, Ben. Yes, we do. Yeah, yeah. So um, thank you to our guests this week for coming on and giving us this super awesome chat. We enjoyed that. And thank you to. Um, Theme music guy, Kate. Oh, I forgot his name now. Oh. Come on. Great. Look at, did you hear how smug that was then? Ha ha! <laughs> you <laughs> failed. This is my moment. <laughs> <laughs> Graham Lindley. See ya. Um, Graham Lindley for the theme music. <laughs> um, I'm going to shout out every one of the core team apart from uh, Tiny Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a big shout out to you, Rob. Thank you, sir. Shout out to M. 
Well, big shout out to JP for getting all these guests this series. I'm not sure on the last one of the series though, he's pretty crap, but mm, yeah, but, it's good. There's, good. there's an anti-climax coming, isn't there? Yeah, definitely. Um, shout out to Jack Penfold for just being Jack Penfold. Um, shout out to Joe. Shout out to Kim. Who else? Oh, come on, Lou, Sammy. Um, shout out to the newsletter guys, Jamie Denham, Claire Forsyth, Nick Finney, and uh, our very own McPauley, who we missed at Parkland this week. Mm. Yes, he wasn't there, was he? Because uh, well, he wasn't. He didn't follow you to Rotterdam. Um, uh, SMJ. SMJ. Yeah. We love SMJ. I'm, I'm intrigued to hear how he's getting on with Max Mom. I think I think we need to get SMJ on the show next week. Episode mm. hundred. Yeah, oh. let's get him let's get him on let's get him on live i reckon and gail um get him on t- <laughs> yeah yeah and gail matt do you reckon your mum will come on the podcast next week yes oh, that's a yes <laughs> yes <laughs> right excellent uh right good thank yous ben and thank you to you of course let's not miss you out in this uh in this love fest uh, emma if people want to find out more about us if you want to give us a follow if people want to engage interact all that good stuff why don't you give us a rundown of how um, we can do it Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, or YouTube. We've got a website, uh, whatthefartlet.com. You can get contact us via e- email at whatthefartletpodcast at gmail.com. And you can listen to us on Spotify, uh, Apple Music, and Google Music. And I don't know, maybe that's it. The website. <laughs> you can actually listen to us directly through the website if you're so inclined. Hmm? Mm, yeah it's got yeah paul worked out how to make a little embedded media player in the website so you can actually just listen to it directly through i don't think anybody does because why would you you just use spotify or or apple or if you're laura blackwell um google uh but yeah no you can there you go i don't know why i've gone off on that tangent but good yes excellent um matthew why don't you tell us who's uh who's next week's guest after ben <laughs> gave that uh, that underwhelming tea up I mean, I think I think it speaks for itself, doesn't it? The the old underwhelming tee up that Ben gave. Yeah, it's just it's you in it. Yeah, it's me. Um, <laughs> like honestly, that couldn't have been worse. Like, <laughs> like that was that was the, that was the verbal equivalent of someone shitting in their hands and clapping. Wow. I think that's all it needs, though, isn't it? Mm. You've got to interview me, you dickhead. So let's 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 oh. wait and see how well that goes. <laughs> can I join in? Can I join in? Yeah, of course you can. Yeah. <laughs> um, I tell you what, if there's any questions out there that people want to ask and want me to put forward to you, then uh, slide into my DMs and I'll I'll I'll, I'll, I'll set it. I'll ask the big man big man himself, not Santa, but Rob. Yeah, <laughs> mate. Look, it's been it's winter and I'm just put, I've put on a few pounds. There's no need to be audible. Um, yeah, yeah, okay, like fine. So yes, we basically ran out of guests, and um, <laughs> we we had a little panic, and we decided with it being episode one hundred, Matt and I are going to sit and have a little chat. Um, it, it, interviewing me is probably a bit of a stretch. We're going to talk about the first two years of the podcast, aren't we? We're going to talk about some of the behind the scenes stuff. Uh, yes, please, absolutely. If you've got any questions, do send them into Matt so we can ask them. Um, we'll talk about the future of the podcast. Maybe talk a little bit about my, about my running. I've got something that I I do want to get off my chest a little bit. Um, talk a little bit about um, uh, self-image, um, some stuff that I I went through that I've never really talked about before. A little bit of a, a tee up there. Um, maybe get a little bit serious for a little while. 
I want to talk about that because I think other people might might be going through something similar. Um, but in the mo- in the most, it'll just be a bit of a jovial, light-hearted episode 100, finish the series, just me and you shooting the breeze, mate, and uh, and just talking a little bit about the podcast and plans for the future, eh? Yeah, mate. Sounds, sounds like a good idea and a perfect way to finish off the uh, series. And you say that now after you're a fucking horrible little bastard five minutes ago. Um, <laughs> you know I love you. You know I love you. It's all in jest. And that's it, guys, isn't it? That's episode 99. I've got 99 problems. But... Oh, we should have we should have had a flake while doing this one. 99 and a flake. 99 and a flake. Yeah, there's loads of 99. 99 red balloons. Mm. Um, that's it. Come on, give us one. 99 red balloons was the number one single when I was born. Was it? You're right, yeah. Good fact. Good fact. <laughs> 99 problems. I've got 99 problems, and uh, I just said that. Yeah, that's been done. No, 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 I was, I was going somewhere else with that, but I'll stop now since you don't want to hear right. it. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right, okay, okay. Um, right. So, uh, oh, last thing to mention quickly: uh, Make a Wish fundraising. We're doing loads of stuff for it. Uh, hoodies, 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 hoodies. Uh, you've wow. still got a chance if you want a what the fart like hoodie. They're priced at thirty English pounds. Um, you can still get one. We're putting the order in. If you listen to this on Thursday, the order goes in Friday. So slide into our DMs or message me privately, um, and I'll sort you out. I'll, I'll get it. I'll get you the uh, hoodie sorted. I just want to say a huge, huge thank you as well to our community. Um, we know that it's a difficult time of year, cost of living crisis, um, all the stuff that's going on. It's Christmas. People having to spend money all that jazz um our community very very kindly and anonymously i might add with no uh, desire for praise or recognition um separately uh, offered to pay for up to eight gifted hoodies um to be uh, to be bought for anybody who wanted one but perhaps couldn't quite afford one uh, given the, the the state of play of the world at the moment um I'm very, very pleased to say that all eight of those hoodies have been taken up. So eight people who couldn't have got involved, who couldn't have been um, uh, flying the fart like flag, bit of alliteration for you there, um, are, are involved and are included. And I just think that is a bloody brilliant representation and reflection of how awesome you lot are. And that's not me and Matt. That's not me and Matt nope. doing that. That's you lot. Um, so amazing, 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 amazing. We love you. We love you. We love you. Well done. You you make this um, something special. And I'm dead, dead proud of all of you. So, yeah, nice one. But, yeah, if you want a hoodie, you can still get one. Drop me a DM. Uh, oh, oh, we've not done this yet. Emma, speaking of DMs, Emma, if someone wants to slide into your DMs, where can they find you? <laughs> where, you where, 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 where can Alan find you? Don't tell him. Don't know. <laughs> Alan, if you're out there, you can find me. I'm at EmmaJJ85. If, if anyone... That- into my DMs, which you're more than welcome now since Em's having those people sliding yep. into <laughs> Mine is at Sheffield underscore Strider. What about you? That's just, that's, that, that's just given free. Paul Locke will be in your DMs within the hour. Come on. <laughs> that's it. Go on. Sorry, Matt. <laughs> that's all right. Mine's at Matty Owls. Slide into my DMs uh, to ask, put your questions forward for Rob or myself for that final episode. Yeah. Slide in, slide away. Slide, 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 slide in slip and slide and away. Slide. <laughs> slide in and slide away. <laughs> is that is that your Sedona's dirty talk? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and thanks for asking. People, you can find me at Little Runner Boy Rob, you little cock. Um, <laughs> he's he's glancing. 
He's awful. Uh, right, okay, good. Uh, that's it, guys. Uh, uh, as always, just, just to reiterate, you're all wonderful. If you're part of our Fart Like family, please do get in touch with us uh, by any of the routes that Emma's mentioned. We would love to have you involved. Everybody is welcome. Um, we're continually trying to grow the community. Things like the Park Run Cup coming up, things like the meetups, um, loads of stuff coming. Yeah, we just love you to be involved. Um, as always, may your runs continue to be wonderful, be excellent to each other, be kind or get in the bin. Be safe in these uh, tumultuous conditions in the UK at the moment. And we will see you next week for same bat time, same bat channel for the final stop on the road to 100. Freddy, do, 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 Have you just made up a Freddy Adu song? Yeah. Grand coffee, to the left, to the right, jump up and down to the knees. Come and dance every night to the Amula Melody. That was awesome. Wow. I hope people are dancing to that now on the runs. I don't think they are.